Good afternoon and welcome to Good News Updates with Living Compassion. I'm pleased to be joined this afternoon by Sri Devi who is here to assist me with giving all of the good news that's coming out of Cantalumba. Welcome Sri Devi. Hi Jen. Hey, let me do a quick sound check Sri Devi. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you perfectly. Oh, excellent. Okay, very good. So, no shortage of ground to cover here in these 10 minutes, huh? <laughs> Yes, yes, very much so. So I thought maybe we could just go back and forth taking the various points. Shall I start us off or do you want to pick one and go for it? Oh, no, please start us off. Okay. Um, well, the one at the top of my list was that two of the, well, we call it the girls program, but let's face it, these two are young women at this point who have really realized that the academic track is not the track that they want to take. And although, you know, they, they gave it their best shot, bless their heart. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we've talked before about how Zambia has a system where you, at certain grade levels, um, grade 7, grade 9, and then again at grade 12, you have to pass at a certain level in order to keep going. And so, especially in the case of Bertha, she tried, I think, four or five times as she was um, attempting to pass her grade nine exams and just realized it's just not her thing. Um, you know, for whatever reason, circumstances didn't line up. So she and a good friend of hers, Walia, as they saw Susan, who finished her um, going to a skills program, to a tailoring program last year, they saw her finishing. They were so excited about that possibility for themselves. And so they have just begun a tailoring program and for anyone who hasn't seen it, the newsletter article last, um, this last newsletter had a picture of Bertha um, holding her, or was it Valia? I can't remember Sri Devi, but holding the skirt that she was so excited to have just made. Yeah, and you know what I love about that, Jen, and, and we saw this happen with our nursing school girls, right? When we were there, you know, four or five years ago just starting these conversations, we, the, the, you could see that the girls didn't really believe it was possible, but then Sylvia and Miriam get into nursing school, and that was a shift, and girls started going, you know, they wanted to go to school, they were studying harder, they believed it, and so then now Susan, she goes and does the tailoring program, and now we have Bertha and Bralia that see it's a possibility, so there's this wonderful um, impact that it has as they're starting to see more and more how, what the possibilities are for them. Truly, truly, really seeing it modeled and then realize, getting excited about that. Yeah, yeah. And the other one that we're excited about, of course, is so most of the girls have done tailoring, but we have Benedict who is starting catering, which is a whole new track to try. And so I think that one is really, really exciting for us to see how all of that unfolds. Yeah, and she literally just started I think yesterday, right, was her first yeah, day. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and just one interesting thing to say about that, you know, when we really talk about the challenges our girls face, you know, one of the things that Teresa had shared with us was, you know, when you're in the catering program, there's all these appliances, right? You know, these stoves and things, and, um, and Benedict doesn't have that at home, so she's not familiar with it. So she has a learning curve, and one of the really lovely things that came out of the conversation of how can we support Benedette is being for Benedette to be able to get, um, one, I think it's one of the teachers at the school, to provide her some additional hours of mentorship 
to help her with that because they just don't have access to things that some of the other students have access to in their in their homes. Yeah, so true. And literally, she doesn't know the vocabulary, right? Yeah. A burner, uh, you know, ignite, you know, the, all the things that go with, as you say, the technology that you would use in a catering setting. She's never, she's not exposed to the technology nor the vocabulary around it. So yeah, that, that's such a good example of how the program, because of how we work and the scale on which we work, we're able to really attend to the particular needs of particular students. Yeah, and I think the additional cool thing about Benedict's story that's new for us is she's still going to rewrite her exams. Now, she's going to wait one year, and one of the things that we looked at is, oh, wait, this is a really wonderful possibility that, one, she can still go to school possibly if she passes, but, two, while she's waiting, she'll develop a skill set that maybe she can get a job and work, or maybe even after she goes to school, she, could, she has a skill set to possibly go work a part-time job. And so it's like, one of the things that I think is most exciting about where we are now, Jen, is there are so many, there's like, there's like so many possibilities and so many like iterations of those possibilities that yeah. it really feels like anything is possible. It really does. And these are the pioneers. Yeah. So tell us about Mary and Mary. Such good story. Oh, okay. Well, Mary and Mary are, you know, one of my favorite stories ever. So this, this is a classic example of seeing something and asking for it. So, the two Marys, um, if people remember, um, they were, you know, watching their friends go to a school, and they realized they were not getting the same kind of education at their school, and they really wanted a better education. I mean, hundreds of kids in a classroom, teachers would teach for like an hour and leave. So they went, talked to their parents, then went to talk to Teresa, and said, we really want to go here. So they went there starting in 11th grade. They just finished their grade 12. They pass their exams on the first try, and they'll be going to nursing school, and we're going to have six girls in nursing school very soon. It's so, and, and Sri Davy, was, was that not a beautiful moment when Teresa was describing to us? So the four young women who were already in nursing school, Sylvia, Miriam, Esther, and Rachel, when they found out that Mary and Mary were going to be joining them at their school, it was just this huge celebration. It's like a cantaloupe takeover at the nursing <laughs> <laughs> And just, I mean, think about this wonderful thing. We're about to have our two, Sylvia and Miriam are about to graduate in a couple of months from nursing school. We have two new girls entering. So, again, that theme of, like, we see, and now we have mentorship. Sylvia and Miriam and Rachel and Esther can help support the two Marys in guiding them through the process and telling them how it works. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely wonderful. It is, isn't it? We were just talking to Teresa this, in our call this week and asking questions about the, the finishing process. Okay, so they finish nursing school, they graduate, and then what, and then what? And all of us are realizing, well, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Those are all just yeah. big question marks. So you're absolutely right. Within a year's time, those will no longer be question marks. So Mary and Mary are really benefiting. I mean, every one of these girls and women who come along are walking in the footsteps of even those who, who are walking a year ahead of them. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to share the story about Bana Benedet? Yeah, so, so Benedet, who we just talked about, who was doing the catering program, um, as we were looking at her and talking about her, and she needed a loan in order to do the skills program because her family is 
you know, like many other families in Cantaloma, just really, really having a hard time financially. Their dad is no longer with them, so single mom, supporting a lot of kids, and really struggling to make ends meet. And, and Teresa was talking about how she's just one of those women who, you know, in particular, she's up against a lot of hard circumstances. And Teresa feels like she's just working as hard as she possibly can, but not able to get her head above water. So in those discussions, what became clear was, well, maybe she's a candidate, you know, this mom is a candidate to benefit from living compassion's assistance. So long story short, after many beautiful, beautiful conversations of discernment mm. and, and all kinds of things, what ended up happening is that Teresa has a close friend in her own neighborhood who is a self-made businesswoman, basically someone who you started out exactly like all these folks in Cantalomba, had a really good head for business, she found a microloan program, she got a loan, and she's now a very successful, um, basically, entrepreneur, business person. So she has taken Bonadette's mother under her wing. So she, Teresa, and Bonadette's mother are meeting together, having these meetings where Bonadette's mom is getting this mentorship to start biz her own small business and has gotten a Living Compassion loan, a, basically a microloan. And so literally, I mean, this is just happening. She's going to be getting that loan later this week, and she's going to be beginning her small business. And it's again, it's, she's like a pioneer. It's a pilot program, really. How how will that go? You know, what will all the parameters of that be? But again, it's so exciting that yet another kind of frontier of someone being supported in exactly the way that particular person needs to be supported. Yeah, yeah, and something that I think is so beautiful about that, Jen. Um, as you mentioned, the conversations that we've been having uh, week over week, so reflective, so beautiful the way that this process unfolds, and all of it coming from the heart. And we, you and I talked about that with Teresa yesterday about decisions from the heart. And I was recalling how when Teresa first talked about going to Benedict's mom's house and seeing the condition, how it really impacted her heart, and how it's kind of now come full circle to now moving forward in this way assessing what makes sense from this heart place and what we what Teresa thinks would work, what feels appropriate. And I just think there's so much love and kindness and intentionality and yet no urgency, no urgency willing to take the time to ask the questions to sit with it. I feel like that is one of the most important parts of everything we do with this project. Oh, amen to that. And just we're at the top of the hour, but as we close, to say that Doreen, who is Veronica, who is one of the cooperative members, incredible woman, Doreen is her adult daughter, and Doreen was the first woman to graduate from the college, from her college mm -hmm. with a Living Compassion College loan. She graduated last year, top of her class. She now has a teaching position, and she, as soon as she gets her salary, <laughs> which is happening, there's a, kind of a big red tape thing happening there, but as soon as that happens, Doreen will be the first pioneer living compassion woman who will be paying back her loan into a fund that is then going to be um, used to educate the next generation of girls. So we're really wow. coming full circle. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's just amazing. It's amazing the places everyone is going. <laughs> it's amazing. It is. Yeah. And, and yeah. The, the thrill of, of all of Sangha getting to participate in it and knowing that, mm -hmm. you know, that 
we did the campaign around International Women's Day, and some people did the Five Mile Challenge, and, and all of those things that, that we all do as a Sangha, this is what mm -hmm. it's creating. It's, in, it's creating this extraordinary um, project that's, that's basically walking itself through transformation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, Sri Devi, thank you so much for being with us this afternoon to talk about it. Oh, my God, absolutely. I've been looking forward to it all day. <laughs> me too, me too. All right. Good night. Good night. And this is where I normally would hand the show over to Michael and Sherry. And today I have the great pleasure of getting to stand in for Michael. And so as soon as I can, there she is, find Sherry in the queue. Welcome to Open Air. So you're going to hand it over to yourself? <laughs> hand it over to myself. Yeah. Good afternoon, Terry. Yes, yes, good. Good afternoon, Jen. You know, of course, you know, who doesn't love those conversations? And I, I just, as I, so I'm, I'm standing here in my little house and I'm looking at a picture of the uh, Africa Vulnerable Children Project. I don't know what it is. What, two adorable little girls. And um, and I and I I can just I don't even have to close my eyes. Mm -hmm. I can remember going down those dusty roads to that little building that was a part-time church, yeah. right? And and where we would have the first gatherings and where we would stand those little kids up on that little uh, bench. It wasn't really a bench, but inside that little. Am I remembering this correctly? Perfectly, Sherry. Perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we we would stand them up there, and they were just scared spitless. They were just absolutely terrified of us. Uh, and uh, and and now, I mean, these are the same people. Some of these are the same people, right? Oh, All what? grown up. And yeah, go ahead. Well, you are right on it, Sherry. That's so fun that that was the memory that came to you, because Mary and Mary who are the two who are now going to nursing school, they are in those photographs, Sherry. In the, the first, first 100 children. I just got the, just literally days ago, this is a big thank you to our IT, to Bob, <laughs> because realize... <laughs> to our IT, okay, to Bob. Exactly. <laughs> we make it sound like with this organization, oh, we have this IT department. You know, the whole we, IT. we do. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it's Bob. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, where, okay, where are those photographs? I mean, he literally just pulled them right up. Oh, sure, here they are. Wow. And so, yeah. I mean, the high res of all those first 100 children, it's magic, Sherry. And so putting that, the current photo next to the those photos of those kids, oh, that is. Uh, what a thrill. And, what and, a thrill. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Years ago. Yeah. Yeah, just step by step by step by step by step, uh, just as you and Sri Devi were talking about. You know, just uh, okay. Well, well, what what do you what do you folks folks up to now? What 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 do what 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 now? Yeah. What now? And just that step, and then that step, and then that step, and just the way Teresa was in this in this latest story. You know, it's it's Teresa. You know, she's moved by the plight of these people, and she sees what's possible. And she 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 tells us, and and we get behind her, and uh, and all of us together, taking those steps. 
I mean, it really is. It really is extraordinary. Yeah. And that's how any of it gets started. You know, it's not a oh yeah idea. It's not a from the head. It's a okay. What now? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, where are you now? Well, what what? Okay. Well, clearly a well <laughs> is what yeah. we need. All right. We're ready for electricity. Okay. And then yeah. some generous people come up with the money to okay. build them a building so that yeah. they could have their own building and their own, yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. it's, so, it's so beautiful. So and I was thinking, uh, too, not to, I know we have other things to get to, but I was thinking about Gaudencia, the, the woman who was the contractor on that building, and, uh, and the difference between her family and those families in Cantalomba and what was possible for her children, the kind of, you know, private school education and, and college and kind of whatever they wanted to do because they're very middle class or middle, I, I guess, upper middle class in Zambia and very, very privileged. And now our kids have the same possibility. Yeah. I, it, and simply because uh, of, the, of the kind of, of the stepping forward, like Mary Mary, <laughs> you know. Well, we want an education. We, we want to go to that school. We want to learn English. We want to... Okay, we'll help you. Behind you, 100%. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. Well, Sherry, I do have one announcement. Okay. Which is True Reflections is a six-week virtual training into cultivating attention on awareness that will help participants nurture a lifelong friendship with wisdom, love, and compassion. A lifelong friendship with wisdom, love, and compassion. Wow. wow. Who doesn't want that, huh? Where the title captures all of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. I want that. And the next class starts July 1st. Um, it's July, the what, Jen? I'm having a little July bit of trouble there. Okay. Yep, all 1st right, of good. July. And it's okay. for those who have taken the introductory recording in the same class. Okay. All right, so do the first one, and then you get to do this one. I've done this. I've done both, of course. I've done, but I've done this one. I, I, I love this one. It is truly extraordinary, and and it is. It, it really is the next step, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you get so much out of the first one, but this one just kind of blows the doors off. And I think it's attracting groupies, people who can't get enough of it. <laughs> just that. Right. <laughs> I can do that again. Yeah. Okay, one more time. Just one more time. <laughs> yeah, just one more time. It's kind of like um, there's nothing wrong with you. Exactly. Right. Once you get the hang of it, you think, I, I think I'll do that one again. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it just you just go deeper and deeper. You see more, and uh, it makes you happier, and 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 it's 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 that much more integrated into our lives. So I don't forget about it because regularly I I return there. I revisit that. So, Which is like really Mary Mary. Exactly. I want that. Exactly. I want wisdom, love, and compassion. Exactly. I want an education. That's where I was going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not for six weeks, but to live. Right. In it. Yeah. Yeah. A lifetime. Yeah. A lifetime change. Yep. All right. Um, and a reminder to our callers um, that we ask folks to keep their call to about five minutes and one topic. And I think we're ready for our first caller. E- e- trying to corral me for five minutes. <laughs> Good luck, huh? <laughs> what a tall order. <laughs> All right, here we go. Right, I'll be good. Here we go. First caller, let's see. Oh, there we go. First caller, you're now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Catherine from St. Louis. Hello, Catherine. Hi, Sherry. 
Well, uh, first of all, I'm I'm one of the True Reflections groupies. I'm doing a repeat, oh, and I love it. It's great. Um, it is, uh, isn't it? It yeah. it really is a brilliant, brilliant program. Yeah. 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 Who's, and uh, I didn't I come like, up with it, so I can say that. You can I, say. I didn't have anything to do. <laughs> I didn't have anything to do with it. I just, I just recognize it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is. Um, I am looking at something. I, I talked to you a little bit about this um, in a recent retreat um, mm-hmm. uh, call, and it's uh, hiding. It's this um, that I think I'm, well, it, it started with awareness around reading and I have this reading habit or addiction, and mm-hmm. it's kind of how I fill the evening mm-hmm. um, before I go to bed. And mm-hmm. it, reading is great. I have nothing against reading. It just mm-hmm. feels like I have to do it. It's how I fill my time. And well, then reading... It, it, uh, it, it, okay, I just want to underline that, right? Because you said two really important things, right? It's you have to do it, and it's how you fill the time. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yes, and excellent. That's exactly it. I'm filling the time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you said it twice. That's how I knew. <laughs> you know, uh, I, think, I have a feeling you knew anyway, but yes, true. It's absolutely true. Um, it's, ad- it's addictive. I get anxious if I don't have a book to read. Um, uh-huh. And I've been, uh, I've been setting the timer for every 10 minutes and then recording and listening. And what I'm seeing is it's pulling me in and out of getting lost in the story I'm reading, uh-huh. uh, which is, that's fine. And uh-huh. uh, that how, what an emotional experience reading is. So I get angry, I get scared, I get, you know, elated. What the heck are you reading? Well, just I mean, just bo- different books. I mean, whatever, not you know, just fiction, novels, or, novels. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and okay. and I think so. I think to some degree, I'm just tired of that, and mm. it feels vicarious. It feels like, am I living vicariously here? What's going on? So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well, you know, it, what just struck me when you said that, uh, Catherine, is that uh, so you have all of those emotions when you're reading those stories and you have all those emotions when you don't read them. Yes. But the emotions that you have when you're reading them are acceptable. The emotions that you have when you're not reading are not acceptable. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Which is really an interesting, uh, you know, am I living vicariously? Well, it sounds like you, you get to have emotions as long as they don't have anything to do with you. But if it's you and your life, then emotion, mm, no, 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 that, that's not okay. Oh, Sherry, that's big. I think that's absolutely right, and that's big. Yeah. Because, I, you know, can I just ask you about that? Sure. Okay. So, so there you are reading along, and um, and something happens, and it's and it's scary, and your heart starts pounding, and 
you know, going to start reading six pages ahead to find out what happened that night, <laughs> or or right. you get angry because that that is just wrong and that shouldn't happen that way and I can't believe that and you really want that person to get theirs right because that that's not and and it's it's all at a distance. You're you're experiencing all of it, but it's at a distance. Mm. And so it sounds like what you're ready for is to be that protagonist uh, in your own life mm-hmm. and see what, what, how all of those emotions happen in you. Because it, if they happen when you're reading, you're not a bad or wrong person for having them. But we're trained True. that if we have them in our own life, about our own life circumstances, then they say something about us. So no wonder we want to live vicariously. Mm-hmm. We want to have the emotions. We just don't want to take the grief. Yeah. Yeah, and of course there's that constant ego story of whatever I'm, whatever emotion I'm having is not the correct one, not the right oh, one. absolutely. Absolutely. But not when you're reading a novel. Right. And then you can have whatever because, because it's not about you. The focus mm-hmm. isn't on you, right? And so maybe it's just time to put the focus on you and get to the other side of, hey, 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 wait a minute. I am a sentient being, besides which I am, like all other people, heavily conditioned. So I am going to have feelings, and I am going to experience them, and I'm going to see what they are, and I'm going to make peace with whatever. If it's mm-hmm. horse pucky, I'm going to toss it out. If it's real and legit, I'm going to feel it. I'm going to accept it. I'm going to, right? I'm in a mm-hmm. workshop. I'm in a retreat. Mhm. 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 Yeah. Okay, so it sounds like turning the attention to bringing awareness to the human feeling the emotions and um yep. And compa- yeah, I mean, what's coming up is compassion because That's right. you know, it's scary. It's it's scary to well, look at them. You know, here here's the thing, uh, and I'll just put this out and see if you see have it as your experience. The emotions aren't scary. There's nothing scary about emotions. I mean, you you feel sensations in your body, and there are labels that go with it, and that's not, what's really hard for us is what ego does with all of that. Yeah, that's where mm. the difficulty is. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so if suddenly you know you just came back on the Mars rover or whatever the heck it is, and um, and and here you are, a human being in a human form, and there's all this stuff going on. Wouldn't it be interesting? Whoa! What is that in my? Oh, they call that my stomach. What is that in my stomach? What is that that I'm feeling? Okay. And and so you you would be interested in it. It, you would know that you don't know about it, but you would want to find out about it. But mm-hmm. what we're up against is decades of conditioning that says, no, there are right feelings, wrong feelings. If you have the right feeling, you're the right person. If you don't, you're the wrong person. God, I don't want to be the wrong person. Okay, then I better just repress all of this stuff. But then I'm really miserable and I shouldn't be a miserable person. You know, there's just nowhere to go. So mm-hmm. it really behooves us to get interested Mhm, mhm, mhm. 
Yeah, and and what uh, it's interesting because it was just or what was just there was well, gosh, I don't know what to do with those emotions. Well, I don't really have to do anything. That's exactly I, right. Yeah, I can just watch and be with you. Don't, that's right. The person, and, and yeah. Catherine, you don't even need to be with the person. You know, if um, <laughs> if you walked over here, it's a nice hot day, and uh, I was hiding behind the house, and I pulled out the garden hose, and I sprayed you with water, <laughs> okay? You don't really need to do anything. Now, we're conditioned to think we do. Should you be upset? Should you be offended? Should you, should you try to, should you have a, what, what do you do with that? Well, it would be possible to just be wet. Ah. Uh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because all the rest of it is just extraneous. Yeah. It's just feeding the ego. Oh, well, what this means and what I should do and what I should feel and what that says about me and why did she do that? And I think it's because she doesn't like it. Well, maybe she does like me. It's awfully hot. And then, you know, all that <laughs> stuff is just to take us away from the fact that all that's going on is, wow, I'm suddenly wet. Mhm. Okay. So you don't need to do anything. You can just sit there and breathe. You just breathe. You just watch. Watch what the voices in the head have to say. Watch all the meanings that come up. Watch all the. Watch all that stuff. You have facilitation skills. Is that so? Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say more about that? Is that mm-hmm. uh, so? I hear you projecting that that means that. Huh. So there's a belief that you're holding that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, your evenings are going to get so interesting. They are. Now, here's the they thing. Here's the, the last encouragement for you, okay? Okay. You don't need to, as we say, go cold tofu. Okay? okay. <laughs> um, so don't, ma- don't don't let ego make it a contest. It doesn't have to be a contest. You know, you read one evening... And maybe you quit a little bit early. Maybe you do this practice for a while and then you read for a half hour before or whatever. Probably, uh-huh. you know, save a little time to do some recording and listening and meditating at the end so that you go to sleep in a, in a more peaceful uh, attitude of mind, right? Mm-hmm. But do a little of this, a little of that, a little of this, a little of that, because all you're really doing is watching what's happened paying attention, seeing how that whole thing is held in place. And pretty soon, mm-hmm. I have a feeling, you, you, you will choose not to read in that way. You, you won't want that because you'd rather be with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, thank you so much. It's really helpful. You are so and, welcome. And I will, well, I, I will take that know. guidance. Okay, I will. You thank go. you. All right. Thanks, Thanks Catherine. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Catherine. That is so my experience here. You sound very far away, Jen. Oh, darn it. Oh, okay. Um, is that any better? Not a bit. I mean, I can oh. turn you way up, but I, I think. Maybe maybe I can. Wow. I you were fine. Just a, Oh, maybe. Try it again. Okay. Hi. There Hi. you are. Oh. There you are. Wow, I didn't do anything. <laughs> okay, great. That's the oh. secret. That's what Catherine and I were just talking about. Yes, exactly. You don't need to do anything. Yes. There's so many things about it, but I'll just choose one favorite. That, that, that image of 
um, oh, what do I need to do about this? I do it. Oh, nothing. Just be wet. That is a keeper. That is so. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's every. Yeah, it's so simple. It's so simple. All the stuff we suffer over is added on. Yeah. And those images are so fun, at least for me, the ones that really get my funny bone, because next time I'm in a situation like that, to just use that, oh, just be wet, that's all. Yes, be wet, yeah, exactly. It's mm-hmm. like the, the Van Gogh thing from the other day, right? If you have a voice in your head that says you're not a painter, well, by all means, paint. Paint, paint all the time. Paint until the voice gets so tired of talking to you about that that it, 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 comes, it tries to come up with something else. Yeah. yeah. Good. All right, let's see who our next caller is. Next caller, you're now live on there, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Jen. Hi, Sherry. This is Kate in Australia. Well, hello, Kate. What's going hello. on? Um, I also am just that I, I'm wet. <laughs> I am someone with really <laughs> big emotions that are uh, I experience a lot, and I just love, I'll be able to practice with that. I'm sure in the next 10 minutes of just, uh-huh. oh, there that uh-huh. is. Okay. And I'm wet. And it's just really, yeah, yeah it's really nice. Yeah. It, and it, it, we can see when we look at something like that, that uh, there's whatever is going on. So you said you're anxious. You get anxious, right? Mm, yep. <laughs> yeah? Uh, yeah? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. And so... And so, you know, one of the things that I say to people regularly is, actually, you don't. There, there's no such thing as anxiety, right? It, there's no such thing as depression. There's no such thing as anxiety. There's no such thing as fear. Um, and, of course, people just kind of roll their eyes because that's nuts, because you should feel what I'm feeling. Well, I could feel what you're feeling, but I have a choice about whether I want to make that into a thing, so outside my house over there is my car, all right? It's a thing. Now, is there any such thing as a car? Not really. All I'm, t- all I've, all I'm talking about is that's the word that describes that combination of things that I can get in and drive to town, okay? But there, there actually isn't any such thing as a car any more than there's any such thing as anxiety. But as soon as we label something like that, then I'm anxious. Now, now we're in the Catherine place, right? Because what the heck does that actually mean? What does that mean? Well, my mind is racing, okay? My stomach is in a knot. My palms are sweaty. Maybe my armpits are sweaty too. We don't know, okay? Um, I mean, you know, but I don't know. And I, I don't need to know. So <laughs> all of those things are true right now. That's what, mm-hmm. that's what it is right now. If I call it anxiety, then it's got a past, it's got a future, it's a problem, I've got to mm. solve it, I don't know what to do about it, I've tried to fix it, I can't fix it. But if it's simply something that I'm experiencing in my body right now, I don't need to give it a label. I just am here with this. If mm-hmm. I just keep breathing and I don't make it into a story, it's going to pass really quickly. Mm. 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 Yeah. Is that your experience? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it depends on how much fuel the story has or what triggers 
you, you know, the, the get set off to keep that story fueled. Um, that's right. But that's it, but, isn't it? It's yeah. the fuel of the story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, one of, well, I, I wanted to call in. I was able to be live on the call, and so I wanted to just put myself in the queue and participate. And um, I've really been, um, yeah, I'm, there's so many things that I kind of want to share from the year-long retreat and things that are happening, and I'm dicing through <laughs> for a <laughs> process that's up for me right now and is, I've practiced with a lot, and I was actually in a similar situation um, maybe a year and a half ago, I think it was, and got on open air with Ashwini to process around, um, which is this. So I'm in a PhD, doing PhD research, and we have milestones um, throughout the process. So it's kind of a, a moment of evaluation, an external board. They come in, talk about your research. And make sure you're not and, sleeping at the switch, just taking up space, breathing good air. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that you're, and they're supposed to be supportive as well. Like you're in a place that you can finish this in the time allotted to. So Mm -hmm. kind of checking in. And Mm -hmm. this, these bring up for me a process that I've experienced that I know has been with me for millennia um, (laughs) around just the beginning of like the work has to be so good. It has to meet all of the expectations whose expectations I'm projected on all of these people who in reality have no skin in the game. Like they have no, like they this research is not their research, but for most of them it's not even in their arena of research, but I've projected these expectations and it, through the process of preparing for it, I get feedback and that feedback is never, whether it's positive or constructive, which I've gotten some constructive but pretty detached feedback, and then I just flip to the other end. I mean, I've been working so hard, just like, just too hard on preparing stuff, get feedback, and immediately drop into, well, they don't care, so I don't care about this. Like, I just can't, if I let myself care, like, it, it'll it be Ooh. too difficult. And... It's after, enough. after you've been wrung out. Exactly. Right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like after yeah. it's everything yeah. that matters, weekends, every free moment, dreams, yeah. everything matters to immediately like the only way I will survive is if I go into, I just don't care. I don't care what anyone thinks. I don't care if it passes. I don't care if it's, even meets the standard like and and the other the like the pernicious part of that is the if you care the only way that you then you're going to go into overdrive again which you can't survive that like you can't do that overdrive again Um, but you do don't you care or go into overdrive or all of it go into overdrive well I mean, I, I mean, I think there's a level that was on the morning show. I just, it was so perfect. The conversation in which you, the, I feel like the advice of 
do more than ego says you can and do less than ego says you should because that's this mm-hmm. process exactly um, mm-hmm. and the don't care has kind of a nice it feels really good right now <laughs> like it feels right, like but, it's but, bringing me back but into here, reality. Here, here's my here's my question to you though mm-hmm. uh, so you, it, it, you don't get to not care coming into this situation mm. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. it's after you have just been wrung dry, then now you don't care. Right. Right? But then mm-hmm. you're going to care again. It's going to rev up again. It's mm-hmm. going to be important again. Because you said you've been through this for millennia, right? Yeah. So the, yeah. yeah. It's like, um, well, it's just, it's kind of with everything, right? There, there's in the there's nothing wrong with you work you know there's the decision to be perfect mm-hmm. yep I don't know if you remember that in the battering cycle uh, there's a decision yep. to be perfect and that's the that's the first moment of setup right so as soon as you say as soon as it gets you to say I don't care it's setting you up for the next round yep the next I, cycle because the, yep. yeah because the I don't care implies okay I'm, I'm done I'm not going to do this again all right but all you're doing is being that well the energy is already sucked out of you so you have to have a little time to replenish that energy so that it can it, it can wind you up again so that it can do the same thing to you all over again completely completely yeah. and the way that I have kind of internalized or made sense of the story I, I watched myself saying this to someone the other day and I was like is that true um, is this idea that like as long as I worked as hard as I can and I know that I've worked as hard as I can I'm okay with the outcome and it's just such an ego setup in that like amorphous work as hard as possible and the way that story fuels like what does that mean I I don't want a single day that lives like that (laughs) yes well that you know if we're talking if we were talking about goals whoever was guiding you through the process would say that's a really crappy goal (laughs) I'm going to work as hard as I can work every day well, what the hell does that mean, that, right? There are only 24 hours. Are you going to go past that? Or, I mean, it, it just it doesn't mean anything except that ego can just jerk you around for as long as the time period lasts. That's all it means. Mm-hmm. So at one point, Kate, I was, I was working with somebody who is uh, in school and, uh, and, you know, A, A, A plus you know, in the A, A-plus range, the 4, 4, 4.0, 4. whatever else you could get, right? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and just and studied all the time, all the time, just as the way that you're describing. And so what I said was, well, how about if you find out how long you have to study, how much you have to study to get an A? Because that's a really important information. How much do you have to, how much do you have to do in order to uh, to do the work that these people are expecting you to have done, mm-hmm. that's it. You, as soon as you know that, then you'll know when you've done that much, 
and you will know what are just voices running you through the ringer again. Mm. Yeah. I mean that Can you get a Yeah, go ahead. It, well, it's it's what's it's one of the hardest things about the PhD and I ran into this, you know, in doing a masters is like and what I'm asking my supervisors for. I guess this is maybe a question on this is like external validation. And my supervisors are kind of I mean, I think they think I'm fine. You know, they're like you're fine, but they're kind of like you've set your standard. Like this is your research. This is your thing. You set the standard of what kind of work you're going to do. And so then that just I just lose it. Like, I, it's a really hard place for me. If someone told me what to do or, like, what I needed well, to do to be, it would You know what? And I, you yeah. know what? Here's what you can know about yourself, okay? You, you, you don't do well with that. And you know how I know that? Because this is the awareness practice you're doing. There are lots mm-hmm. of places in the world where you, somebody would tell you exactly what you needed to do in order to be the right person. And then you could mm-hmm. either meet that standard or not meet that standard, but you would know what the standard was. You're in an awareness practice that says, okay, you're working out your own salvation. You're, you're, going, to have to, you're going to have to see this for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the thing about it, Kate, is it doesn't have anything to do with the work. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with the work. It only has to do with the relationship that you have with those voices in your head that control you. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not external validation. It's not external standards. It's not because there's nobody out there. <laughs> I think you've already established that, right? There isn't anybody out there. They're all living inside your head, mm-hmm. right? And, mm-hmm. and I think I project what you're seeing is they are not causing you to do good work. They are causing you to be miserable. Without them, you would do good work. You don't need that kind of, uh, you have to put in an extra 12 hours this weekend and an extra, you don't, that, you don't need that to motivate you to do the best that you can do. You will do the best that you can do. Yeah. So it's ending that relationship. It's recognizing that. Because nothing you do in life will ever get you past this until you end that relationship. Yeah. In a really, in a spiritual perspective way of talking about it, you're going to take ego out of the role of guiding your life and you're going to let the intelligence that animates you, your heart, guide you. That's what it comes down to. Because you get this, this particular thing finished, there's just going to be the next thing. As mm-hmm. there's always been a thing. This is PhD, for God's sake. <laughs> As you say, there was a master's before that. There was a, you know, you've been going to school. You've been doing this your whole adult life. It's not going to quit when this particular thing is over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah that same and it's it's helpful to think of that like when i'm when i say i'm looking for external validation what i'm really saying is i'm letting ego control that's right what my work that's is right. supposed to be that's right and it's never good enough it's never good enough never. because because ego doesn't care about the work 
It only cares about controlling you. Mm. And that's what it's doing. And from experience, like even regardless of how the external feedback comes in, when ego's in control, I don't receive it. Like I receive it through the lens of ego, which just fuels the same story. Oh, yeah. We don't care about anybody's opinion except the voice in our head. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. All right. Okay. You're on it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us, Kate. Jerry, this is the point at which um, Michael usually waves his magic wand and says, we're going to hear an ad. <laughs> well, we're actually not going to hear an ad today. Shall we take a quick meditation break? Did, or? did he Did he take his magic wand with him when he went? He, he, he forgot to pass it on. That was all. <laughs> to pass oh, on that little wand. devil. No, because I kind of got carried away here, so... No, let's <laughs> let's just keep on keeping on. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. Next caller, you're now live on there, and would you please introduce yourself? Oh, I'm so happy to be here. This is Deepa calling from Novato. Well, hello, Deepa. Welcome home. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you, Jen. I'm calling to um, report practice success uh, on. Oh, a biblical scale, it seems like. Um, uh-huh. So I've had intense content um, that I have come back from uh, these past three months. Okay. And, and I have been able to um, move through that, I think, um, only because uh, of practice. And mm-hmm. uh, the number of times that it's dropped in for me the, uh, when we used to practice last year, when we would practice last year, and you would say, you know, practice when it's good, practice when things are okay, because you won't be, you know, uh, when when times are challenging, uh, you that's our best that's our best chance that the practice. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that I'm here to tell you that that has been my experience, Sherry, and to and to say thank you a million times, um, and I could keep saying that till the end of my days, and it will not be enough. And so that's, uh, that's an excellent problem to have. Well, uh, of course, now you're you're uh, you're you're not forgetting the practitioner who has done all the hard work, are you? Oh, um, uh, that's that's still a bit harder to see, and that. that, that <laughs> And that's why I'm still huh. practicing. And so there is still a room for practice. I mean, there, there's continuing practice because that, that's, where, that's the point. That's why I'm call- maybe what um, to say thank you, mostly to say thank you. But the first caller and then about uh, just if you get wet, just you're wet, is, is that place of I, the first thing you said to me when I came to you a couple of years ago it, at guidance was that you're adequate to your life. And these three months have given me so many opportunities to actually um, see the truth, experience yeah. the truth of that. Yeah, yeah. And now, yeah. at the end of it, I feel sort of, um, well, at the end of this particular bank of content, uh, feel sort of just whipped around, you know, just strung about and, and really, uh, ex- no, 
I, I don't want to say exhausted, but sort of left at this place of quiet now. Um, there is mm-hmm. quiet now. And, and then there is this voice that says, well, um, you should be doing something about this now. You've had this grand workshop of your life, and you're just sitting here like a beached whale. Um, you should be doing something about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, of course, you are doing something, right? You, you are taking it in. So that's where I'm. Uh, that's that's the place of guidance I, I'm calling about to Sherry, which is um, I'm not sure. So we, and I know we've talked a lot about doing and just being, and mm-hmm. it's hard for me at this point to see what it is that I should be quote unquote doing, and and yeah. and I, I'm trying to just be being. I I these voices are like. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I confronted and met and moved through everything that I thought I wasn't adequate to do. And now what, what else do you want me to do? Of course, I'm having a conversation with ego. I see that. Yeah. <laughs> but. Well, yes. Well, and it, so, you, you know, <laughs> the voices of ego would like us to believe that they are sincere about what they're saying. But, of course, they're not. Right, and mm-hmm. so the the what they would have in this case, you what they would have you believe is, okay. Uh, so uh, if you were really equal to your life, if you were really adequate, then you would be able to go through traumatic situations, um, and and stay conscious and stay present and be as kind as possible and compassionate and there and all of those things. Mm-hmm. With, mm-hmm. Now, those voices are holding out, of course, the great hope that what they can do is sabotage mm-hmm. every effort that you make so that when out the other side, your conclusion is, wow, if that was a test, I flunked it. Okay? Mm-hmm. But what you got to see is you kept practicing right through. We could, you know, arguably just about one of the most difficult experiences a person could possibly have in a lifetime, mm-hmm. right? And you kept practicing through it. And and the choices that you made were to stay there and stay present and uh, and go through it, okay? And you did. Mm-hmm. And, and out the other side, it's undeniable that you did that. You did that, right? Now, yeah. the voices, of course, did not want you to do that. And so <laughs> this was, that was a great disappointment for the voice of ego. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so now what's it going to do? Well, now it's going to say, okay, great. All right. So you were successful, Deepa. Good on you. Uh, what are you going to do now? Exactly. It's just going to pick up the same thread and try to uh, whip something up with which it can hang you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so what you're, what you're getting to see is that process. Yeah. So on, I don't know if you were on the uh, listening to the the call this morning, but uh, the woman who who just had surgery, and she she's having a lot of pain after the after the surgery, and getting to that place of realizing, okay, the voices would have ideas about how I should come through it and the level of pain that pain that I should feel and how I would be with that pain and it would be and then that's not how it's going, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so. I'm being with the way it is. Hmm. And when, when we're in a situation like that and we are accepting the situation as it is, 
part of accepting the situation as it is is the integration. Uh, when you say integration, it can that you... you're a different person now. That's right. I I I I have a profound sense of it, but I'm not, I feel yes. like I'm not allowed to lean into it or something. Well, I'm going to encourage you to allow yourself to do that. Mm. And and the that the the guidance that you're seeking mm-hmm. will will be there for you when there's when it's time to in quotes do something it will occur to you to do it and it will be something that you want to do because it will feel right okay, but the being pushed the way the ego is trying to do to you now it doesn't feel good right and that not feeling good is the way it's going to try to suck the life out of you suck out from you the energy of having gone through that experience and getting to feel good about how you were in that experience so I'm going to just encourage you not to let it do that hmm. to just stay with the feeling good let 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 yourself recall the, mm-hmm. the, the, the practice and and how you were and you know, it, it, the voices will want to take you into any well that you, yeah, but you didn't end that time that you, you know, which they always want to do to us. Mm-hmm. But to just keep the focus on what you saw, what you got, what you felt, what you received, the goodness. Absolutely. And let that, yeah, and, and let that integrate. Let, let it sink deep into your being. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for that, Sherry, because it does feel big, and I, uh, but I, I just, in a place of, um, I didn't, I'm not feeling centered, and, and which That's right. feels optical because I just, uh, it, it almost is like, wait a minute, this is the, this is the, the calm waters now. I am, I've reached the other shore, and now I feel all upended, and so that felt. And of course, the voices said something. That's exact, like you know. Oh, well, you know, the whole the soul cycle of uh, you shouldn't be feeling this way, kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Hop to it. Hop to it. <laughs> I will right. do. <laughs> yeah. Hop to it. You're you're back now. Okay. Now 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 what? And and yeah, just to give yourself the time to, um, it will receive. It's just the only way I can think of it, just to receive the whole experience because that's how we're transformed. Mm. And you mm. can feel it, right? You can feel it in your body. You can feel mm. it in, right, in the in, in the quality of the, of the flesh of your being. You can, you can feel that you're different. Yes. Yeah, and you want to have all of that, just to take it all in. So when the voices start in, you know, what we always say, is, yeah, uh, whatever. Uh, we're not having that conversation mm-hmm. <laughs> and pick up the recorder. Yes, thank you. And thank you again. And all, uh, this practice is uh, just, and the, all the practice opportunities that we would offer all of last year during lockdown and pandemic, um, they really did stand me in good stead they they carried me home yeah yeah it's a yeah we're very lucky we're very yeah. very very lucky to have one another yes we are deep right. well I'm glad you're home safe and sound and um, you're home safe 
and and now you're going to focus on the really uh, having all of the soundness. Again, right. did you say having all of the soundness? Yeah, all of the soundness. You know, when we say you're back safe and sound, uh, <laughs> and and sometimes it doesn't feel like I'm quite as sound as I might be, uh-huh. but that's what this integration process is. It's reaching that point of profound soundness. Yes, I I will I will I will receive this I receive this guidance gratefully. All right. Very Thanks. good. Thank you, Deepa. Thank good you. Night. So good night. Thanks for joining us, Deepa. Sherry, such a powerful conversation, and it's it's so what the voices do to us. Like I project in a situation like that, we have, we're so called to be present during whatever yeah. it is that's there, and then yeah. when the that sort of immediate pressure is off, that's what the voices have been waiting for, right? They just come in. Yeah. 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 And you know, I was thinking. Uh, uh, well, during that, it, I don't know at what juncture, but uh, it, it it dropped in the uh, the insanity in this particular culture and and a lot of cultures in the West. Um, it, it, you know, if somebody in your family dies, mm-hmm. uh, and it doesn't matter, it can be your child, it can be your partner, it can be your parent, it can be I- anybody, right? Mm-hmm. Anybody it doesn't matter. You have three days. Mm. Yeah, God, that's insane. And then. You're expected to, uh, you know, take care of what needs to be taken care of and get on with your life. Yeah. Um, and and it's just it's just insane. <laughs> it's just uh, and then we're then we're meant to feel bad if yeah. we can't do that. We think, yeah. well, God, I mean, this is you know, everybody else must be able to do it. Well, no, nobody's able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but we don't. There, there's no support in in realizing that that that, that that's just crazy. That's craziness. So, you know, somebody uh, loses their job or has a, a, a tremendous financial loss or, their, you know, their house burns down and insurance doesn't cut, whatever it is uh, that is that kind of big thing in, in a person's life. And, yes, we're charged with accepting it, um, but it takes time yeah. for us to be with ourselves, to let to to accept it completely, to let it just to let it become a part of who we are, to let it transform us. Yeah. And if that happens in compassion, then we really are going to be transformed by it in a way that's going to benefit everyone. And it's so as you're talking, I just see how incredibly helpful it is as awareness practitioners were able to, you know, using Ashwini's word, to calibrate to you know, huh, this is interesting. You know, I'm, I'm back from this big thing. There's something that I'm not. And so we get guidance. Like we call into the show with something like that. And there, there now instead of the get over yourself, you've had three days, we get the support we actually need because we've realized yes. we need some extra support here. Some true support. That's right. And the, the thing that the intelligence that we are yeah. uh, you know, the reason that we're unhappy by things, you know, when I was saying to Deepa that that uh, unease that's there, that, you know, that discomfort that's there, that it doesn't feel right. You know, these voices are saying these things, but it doesn't feel right. Well, that that's just showing us that in our hearts, we know what's true. Exactly. You know, we, we know, no, it's not time to do anything. I'm not ready to do anything. Oh. It, when I am, then then life... The, the love that that animates this form will guide that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that, that knowing that you're talking about, then we reach out to the mirror of Sangha so we can see that. Oh, yeah, yeah. there it is. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh. What we like to think of as uh, a group of fairly sane people <laughs> who, can, who can support one another in, yeah, 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 those negative voices in the head, no, we don't have to, no, we don't have to go along with them. Yeah. But, you know, we've been listening to them for a long time, and everybody else listens to them, and everybody else says that they're right. It's hard. Like kind of swimming upstream or something, so yeah. we have to swim together. We do, and we have time for one more caller. All right, next caller, you're now live on there. Uh, hi, Sherry and Jen. It's Kim calling from Vashon. Well, hello, Kim. What's going on in Vashon? Well, there's a couple of things going on, and I just appreciated this whole whole call that. I think the thing that's front and center is that I'm getting ready to go visit my mom, and I haven't seen her in over a year, and Mm. I am fully vaccinated, and my husband is fully vaccinated, and she has not been vaccinated yet. And part of why I'm going down there... Why is is she not? Well, that's part of why I'm calling, and um, there's a few reasons she had a a really hard winter because her husband for whom she is the primary caregiver had to have a leg amputated and that's a whole other story and um there was just so much stress um around it and she is very fearful and she uh, she's just really afraid of getting getting a vaccine because she's more afraid of getting a vaccine than yeah. getting COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. she's made up all these excuses. And, um, you know, the purported reason I'm going down there is because it's Mother's Day. But really, I have a mission. And and yet, I don't want to get taken over by conditioning because there's a good chance that I'm not. I'm not going to be able to convince her. And so, I mean, I don't want to predict anything at this point because it's all improv and I don't Mm -hmm. want conditioning to like preempt anything, but I, I'm really like, I'm just a little bit, I just, it it feels, yeah. What, what, what kind of, what kind of an argument are you going to make? I mean, I don't know, Sherry. Like Mm -hmm. I, I haven't, cause I don't know. You know, there are people saying to, uh, my sister's been really involved in um, in kind of talking to all the care, other caregivers. Now they have caregivers coming in. And I mean, she, she, my mom is like a teenager a little bit because if you kind of like try, um, well, if you don't do this, if you try like a punishment strategy, she just resists crazy, mm-hmm. you know. So I almost have to do like a reverse psychology, like, you know, I don't really think you should get the vaccine. Something like that. I don't know. I mean, that just like popped in. I'm like, but I, I don't want to say that because I really do want her to get the vaccine. I don't want to play a game with her. I just want mm-hmm. to be there to support her. I'm here. I want you to get the vaccine now, Mom. This is enough already. And, and, but, but you haven't answered why, why, why you want her to get the vaccine. I want her I mean, to get the vaccine because I don't want her to get COVID. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Yeah. There you go. Right. Of course. Which is the well, not you know, of course for you. 
and I want her to be able to come visit me. I want her to be able to, you know, be able to be a little more free in her life. Okay. This is very good. And, And so, you know, that might be obvious to you, but it might not be obvious to her. Well, she thinks she has it or and or had it and that she doesn't, you know, she has misinformation. Well, but, but Kim, Kim <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm sure she does. But here's my point. <laughs> okay. Because my point is that what is obvious to you, mm-hmm. mom, you call her mom? Yeah. Mom, I really want you to get the vaccine because I really don't want you to get that hideous disease. What's her husband's name? Ed. I really don't want you to give it to Ed. I really mm-hmm. don't want Ed to get it and give it to you. Mom, I love you. I don't want you to get that horrible disease, and I don't want you to die. Mm-hmm. Will you please consider it? Mm-hmm. And I'm here. I'm here to get to help you now. You know, I was well, feeling she uncomfortable. May, she, you know? she, she may not need, you know, that, that may not be an issue for her. Well, I mean, we are going. That's the, you know, I mean, leaving tomorrow. So it's, it, 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 it will be good to be there. I mean, maybe she was just waiting for me to be, I mean, I don't know. You know, I get into a whole. That's right. I, yeah. I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to help you with, <laughs> with some clarity about, about engaging with your mom. Okay. And, and not, not assuming that she sees things from your perspective. Mm-hmm. Because all everything else is kind of like uh, Catherine's, uh, you know, uh, all, all it really comes down to is, Mom, I love you. It frightens me that you're going to get this. It's a horrible thing. I don't want you to get it. I don't want you to die. Please, will you consider getting it? That's it. Mm-hmm. And then she says, I'm more afraid of dying from the shot than I am of getting the dying from the disease. Uh-huh. Well, and so, Kim, at what point mm-hmm. do you accept her choice? Well, that's, that's yeah, I'm, I don't know. That's what, where, I'm it, where, I, where I am right now is I don't know where, where, when that is. I mean, I will be in person yeah. with her. It will be the first time I'll be in person with her. And so I think mm-hmm. there might be some, some more uh, persuasion <laughs> because I'll be standing there in front of her. With a mask on, because I can't be unmasked around her. Even though I'm va- right. fully vaccinated, I won't be able to be unmasked around her. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just hoping on your trip that you that you consider some of these some of these issues, mm-hmm. uh, because the the thing is, you know, other people get to have their lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we definitely want to be able to have ours. Mm-hmm. We want to make our own choices, and uh, even if people think we're making bad decisions, we, we want to make our own decisions, right? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. So, uh, and so does your mom, mm-hmm. and so it's that place that kind of we were talking, touching on a little bit with Deepa, right, that uh, it, all, all that's really available to us in life is to accept. Yeah. Because we can't control uh, right. we, we realize we have almost no control at all over ourselves um, and certainly not over anyone else. And I would just, 
uh, I would just hope that you would consider what is the real message you want your mother to get. Not that she's mm-hmm. the wrong person, not that she's doing mm-hmm. the wrong thing, not that mm-hmm. she's disappointing you, not that she's no. ignorant, mm-hmm. not that she's, right, but that yeah. you just love her and you're worried about her. And I believe, I, I mean, I believe that this is going to help. I don't think it's going to hurt her. I mean. I know you believe that, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I mean, you know. Yeah, that's yes. the, yeah, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I, okay. and, I, and you I might want to, if you have a chance, uh, listen to it again, because I think there's a couple of subtle <laughs> places in there that might be worth revisiting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, Thank travel, you. Travel safely. Travel okay. safely. Thank you so All much. Right. Thank you, Thank Jen. You. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you, Kim. Good night. Thanks for joining us, Kim. And Sherry, thank you for a fabulous show. Fun to be here. Well, my pleasure. Thank you. Yep. And we'll be back with Michael next week. We'll, we'll, we'll strive to do this again sometime. We'll strive to do it again. Yep. All right. All right. Thanks, Thanks. Jen. Good night. Bye.